You're listening. Being a superhero is bad for your health. Now that you're here, why don't you stay a while? The coffee's all brewing here on Carla's Coffee House, HGB Canada. Stick around. We're going to have a good time tonight. And good evening. Glad you could join the Coffee House tonight. We have a real special one tonight. We are going to be featuring Matt Copeland and Adam Landry, who have created their own show. Um, they're going to tell us a little bit about it. A movie is actually coming out in um, the fall of 2019, and it's called The Reprobate Road, Hard Times in the Maritimes. Got to love that. Going to give you a little bit of tunage here first. I thought, hmm, what would be a good song that would go along with this here kind of concept? So, going to give you a little bit of April Wine, Hard Times. Hard Times, Hard Times, Hard Times, Hard Times. When the college professor has no class and the quarterback would rather pass and the pump jockey complains of gas, it's Hard Times. Hard Times. When the taxi driver, he can't hack it. And the tennis player can't stand the racket When allied refuse to pack And it's hard times Hard times Hard times Real hard times When the elevator can't find the floor And the doorman he can't find the door When they give to the rich with a take from the poor It's hard times Seems your money's gone before it's spent if you're not busted, then you're badly bent. To give it away doesn't make any sense. It's hard times. Hard times. Hard times. Real hard times. Hard times. Now grandma forgets how to knit. And the wise man has lost his wit. My tailor feels unfit. It's hard times. Hard times When the fashion models lost her poise Santa Claus smashes all the toys When boys can be girls and girls can be boys It's hard times Hard times Hard times Real hard times Hard times When the clock on the walls got no time for jokes And Kreskin says it's all a hoax when the Surgeon General chain smokes, it's hard times. When the truck driver don't want a truck, and the hockey player won't touch the puck, and the rock musician don't want to fool around, it's hard times. Hard times, hard times. Real hard times, hard times. Hard times. Hard times. I was talking to this lady the other day, and she was telling me. Now, now, me talk. The fishing was so bad last year. Now John Dort and I had the child of four days out of seven. And Jesus saying, didn't the transmission go on the top of all the days? And we took it down to the service station there, and old Charlie says, well, it's going to cost you two or three hundred dollars now for the transmission. Uh, let's see. 
says calling Adam. Let's see what happens. We're trying to call Adam. We're live right here now with uh, Matt Copeland. He's on the line with me on Skype, and we're trying to get uh, Adam Landry to join us here. So we're having Skype problems. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Matt, while you're uh, doing some techn technical stuff over there. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I can't wait to get into this. I actually, um, just to let the listeners know here, we um, I kind of accidentally fell onto um, the video on Facebook. And I was like, what is this? And I ended up watching some of the segments that were posted on YouTube, I believe it was. And I laughed my head off because you really, you guys really captured New Brunswickers, how we talk and how we, some of us think anyway. And it was hilarious to me. It helps when the uh, entire cast is uh, a bunch of New Brunswickers. <laughs> For sure. So yeah. tell me, how did you guys even think up this concept and how it came to be in the first place? Uh, well, in, probably in 2013, uh, it was just me and I was living, in, I just moved to St. John. I was there for a year and I said, holy, there's a lot of crazy stories I could tell about this place. I never did any uh, web series or anything like that. And then I kind of sat on the back burner until I happened to get uh, into stand-up comedy. So all these uh, comedians around me were perfect uh, cast members that I could cast into this. And it just fell into place, really, when I met Adam and Ian Esty and James Hovey. That's so awesome. So where you said you moved to St. John. Where did you live before that? Uh, Minto. I knew it. I'm I'm yeah. from Chipman, so that's probably why I kept saying I know that name. <laughs> yeah, that's a rival town, Chipman and Minto. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a song about that, the whole thing, you know. <laughs> you wrote a song about Minto and Chipman? I did. It's called Two Little Towns, and it's just, you know, about uh, nobody knows your real name because everybody's got a nickname and you know, all that kind of stuff about going to Menno for a Coke and no, Chipman for the Pepsi, Menno for the Coke or the mix. I forget how it went now. <laughs> Is that, Adam, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Adam. Uh, glad you could join uh, us. No problem. <laughs> we, we were having a little bit of difficulty there getting it. Uh, it, it didn't want to add for me, so <clears throat> Matt got you on here for us. Cool. So, It'll work now. That's good. I'm I'm really really excited about all this, and I was just saying to Matt, I don't know how much of you that you caught, but I kind of fell onto um, your videos on Facebook. It just popped up somewhere, and I'm not sure how because it wasn't a sponsored post or anything. And I watched it, and I got such a kick out of it. I said because it was so like the you know the speak of New Brunswick. It's it's our language, and I, it kind of comforted me because right now I'm living in Brampton, Ontario. And uh, nobody really understands a word I say. <laughs> so I yeah, said, these guys probably will understand my English. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't get that out of there if we tried. <laughs> Listen to that accent. Wow, I love it. <laughs> so Matt said that it was just kind of like a lot of good stories that when he moved to St. John and ran into uh, all of you guys that are uh, involved in this project. Um now, what was it like at first, like, to get it going from the seed of, hey, we should do something like this, to actually getting it to film? Well, we were already making lots of web series and stuff, so it was pretty much just, we had kind of in a break between some other things, and 
Uh, my buddy James is the one who started working with Matt. I wasn't around for the first two or three episodes, and uh, it, so I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Matt? Do you want to jump in on that? Yeah, like I said, I I, uh, I was given an opportunity to do some stand-up comedy uh, from this guy that I started working with, Mark Splue, who plays Dennis in Hard Times. And uh, we were both rent- well, security guards at the time, right? He said, you want to try stand-up comedy? I said, sure. So uh, he gave me a spot, and I did it a couple times. I really didn't like the stand-up comedy myself, but I met all of these interesting people, and they're so talented. I said, you know, I could write a show and finally have um, the right people in it, right? So the only thing I was missing was uh, the director, and that's where Adam's longtime friend James Olvey came into play. He, he was looking for something, and he was doing stand-up comedy too, and uh, we kind of went back and forth, but then he wanted to try it out. So we struck gold, I guess, between ourselves. I'm satisfied with the show, and he liked it. So so the characters, how did you come up with those guys? Tell us a little bit about who they are, too, for people that are listening, and uh, they haven't really even seen uh, any of the videos yet. All right, well, I play Murray. And I am a security guard at a mall, and I hate my job. I really am a security guard at a mall, by the way. <laughs> so, awesome. Like life, life imitating art, you know. <laughs> so I work, and I'm barely getting by, which is what most of New Brunswickers. Yeah. They're barely, yeah. So my best friend in the show is Dennis. He plays the polar opposite of me. He doesn't work, and he's always got money, right? He's, he's on uh, social assistance. <laughs> so he has it way better than me and there's kind of like uh we're always fighting with each other and it works <laughs> then you got the mail then you got the mailman uh he's quite wonky and he always comes in and brings the checks and he's always giving me bad news and um this guy from our past that we used to bully in high school gets uh he broke out of the nut house and uh he wants to come back for revenge because we bullied him and now he's got an imaginary friend that he can only see when he drinks <laughs> I think that is one of the episodes I actually caught. Of um, one of the characters was uh, kind of passed out in the woods because he didn't eat or something. He had a sugar deficiency, and and my oh, god, that was funny. Yeah, and then we got uh, one of the guys from Trailer Park Boys, uh, the guy that played Cyrus Bernard Robichaux. Yes, and he was the guy that was trying to get rid of you guys, right? Oh yeah, he plays the guy with the imaginary friends. Uh, he's his father. Okay, yeah. Now, how did you get tied up with him? Uh, well, I reached out to a couple of people to be in the show, actually, before he uh, agreed. Almost had Jimmy Flynn, and then he bailed on me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, then I, uh, John Dunsworth, who played Mr. Leahy on Trailer Park Boys, he agreed to do it, but then he passed away. Oh, that was sad. I was so sad when I heard he passed. Yeah. Um, and then I reached out to uh, Bernard. And we arranged it, he agreed to it, and he drove down from Halifax, and he did two episodes in two different days, and now he moved to Los Angeles. That, that's crazy. So, do you think he'll come into some some more episodes, or is he going to just stay in Los Angeles and keep warm? He's coming, uh, he's coming down to be in the movie. Oh, that's right on. We just started filming it today, actually. So, how's uh, production going? 
five-month-old baby, and we got her in on set today, and she had us all laughing. So, yeah, she's going to be part of the cast of the movie. Oh, that's going to be pretty awesome then. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, um... Now, is it expensive to do a movie or are you guys, you know, like figuring out how to do this as you go? Did you get some funding? What, what happened there? Well, this is a side project, right? Uh, we all have jobs, so we do it as a hobby. But we're thinking of starting an Indiegogo so we can raise some money so the movie can be the best it can be. That sounds like a really great idea because it's an awesome concept. And I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think there's anything quite like this that's been done in New Brunswick. Nothing for New Brunswick. I know, uh, well, you got the trailer park boys, obviously. Um, we kind of don't want to be like the trailer park boys, but you, it's hard to get away from, isn't it, Adam, when you're filming in the Maritimes? Is he there? <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> no, I'm there, sorry. I pushed the mute button for a second. I forgot to unmute it. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to avoid uh, sounding like the trailer park boys because everybody's voices are so are so similar. Um, I think the, the the you know there's certain things that you're you're just not going to be able to get around the way that it looks. And the other side, the thing about trailer park boys that's the same as us is that they're uh, very cheaply filmed. You know, like it's all, it's all, it's documentary style, uh, so ours is going to end up looking the same. And sounding the same just by virtue of us having no money and being from the same location. <laughs> but you know that yeah, when I watched uh, the reprobate road and some of the clips and I, I watched it and you're right, there is that similarity there. But at the same time, one thing that grabbed me as a New Brunswicker myself was that even though there's that... Uh, first instinct of oh this is kind of like the trailer park boys it really isn't because the cultures between new brunswick and nova scotia are very different and even our slang language is quite different and i think that's probably why uh ricky on the trailer park boys ended up being my favorite character because i didn't even know he had grown up and lived in moncton new brunswick most of most of his days so, you know, it was it was like, oh, I could relate to half the stuff he said. I said, that's just like somebody from my hometown talking. <laughs> but it is very, uh, it's a very good film, and you guys are funny. And uh, like a lot of, like I was watching one of the clips uh, that you guys had up the other day, and, it, and I just took into the roaring and laughing. It was uh, the guy that's sitting there rolling smokes, and he's got the can of tobacco there with the label off it because it's one of those plastic ones, you know. And I'm like, that is so back in the 90s and 80s, or I should say 80s more and, not, and early 90s. That was the scene in every New Brunswick house. <laughs> oh, that was Adam right before we did a show at St. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, we improv that. That's the thing, we don't, that's, not, most of the stuff in the show is not really props, we're just like, that's what's here, we just, <laughs> <laughs> just oh, yeah. So, you're, you're going to be doing an Indiegogo page, now have you, have you gotten, got, sorry there, I got all excited and my ass backwards New Brunswick started coming out, now it, have you been getting a lot of attention for what you've done so far? Um, well... 
we did season one. There were six episodes. Now, when the first episode came out, uh, December 2017, we got it. I thought it was going viral just because it was going. Uh, the views were going up and up and up and up. I got about five thousand views on that episode, and then somebody downloaded the episode and re-uploaded it to another site, and it got almost thirty thousand views. But we didn't see that because they uploaded it again. But anyway. Uh, season one and season two were finished and we're doing the movie. I forget the question. <laughs> so do I. Oh, yeah. Do you, were you getting a lot of response? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got probably 12,000 views on all of the episodes on our YouTube channel. Um, we don't have any money for uh, anything. For anything at all to share my Sponsor-wise, um, that's why I'm Adam and I are thinking of starting an Indiegogo. Probably launch it maybe uh, by the end of next weekend. Well, that's what, you know. That's what when I when I was looking, I said, you know, these guys probably are just like this radio station. We don't have any money either, and I pull it out of my pocket. And you know, I have a day job, and I do it because I believe in the talent that's around. And I started in New Brunswick and Fredericton. And, uh, you know, I'm still pulling it out of my pocket to do it because I, I believe in it. And when I seen what you guys were doing, I said, now, see, this is why indie is so important. And I find that there's different levels of indie that you'll see um, kind of uh, promoted. You'll get the really bottom indie guys like, you know, that are really struggling, you know, to make it make some creative moves. And then you get the ones that are, you know, they've got maybe 30,000 followers and they they're considered indie because nobody's really sponsored them. So, I mean, what this station wants to do is uh, we want to promote things like you guys are doing and help in any way we can to get the word out and to get the buzz flowing so that, you know, the creative arts that are in New Brunswick can get out there. So yeah. if I had lots of money, I would sponsor you guys. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we, we, we literally like it. It's uh, as low budget as it possibly could be. There's, there's all you know. We don't spend any money. Like we have our gear that we've had for a few years now. Once in a while, somebody will buy a new camera or something. But we just five or six of us that kind of get stuff together, and that we don't. It, most things we get for free or, you know, if we need to spend 10 or 20 bucks at the dollar store, that's usually the, <laughs> the extent of costumes and props. I probably sunk about 1500 or 2000 into it, but... Yeah, you know. sunk more than we usually do with our... With, like, for our times, it costs a little bit more. But there's, you know, most, the, most of the things that you think would cost money don't. I, oh, yeah, I forgot to say you were asking about... as it been noticed or anything like that netflix wanted me to reshoot the whole thing from the very beginning uh with different actors and i just didn't want to do that so oh wow did they give you an offer to make that possible no they wanted me to do it out of my own pocket oh and, you know anyway uh between season one and season two the last two the last episode of season two i'd say like we really hit our stride if you look at the quality from the first episode to the last episode of season two. So we're hoping to make that jump for uh, the movie. But the movie will be... Well, how do you put it, Adam? You want this movie to set an example for all movies made in New Brunswick? 
No, I said we're going to take the rest of the comic film, comedic filmmakers in New Brunswick to school. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> it's really, I did, I did, I watched as many as I could find on there, and uh, I could see the difference from when you started to, you know, um, when you were uh, getting closer to the end of that season, and there was a big difference. And I think, too, probably you're just more comfortable, right? You know you know what you're doing? Like, you got your mojo going, you know what's going on, and and you know what you want. Yeah, I think at first a lot of the roles were kind of like, not everybody, there was, uh, how do I say this, like, the people, everybody involved at first, everybody was kind of just doing everything, and there wasn't really, like, like, now I'm pretty much running the cameras all the time. Ian's pretty much running the sound all the time. Like, we've got, everybody's kind of found their job to do. And it's made things a little bit smoother. Now I'm a, I'm quite a I, I don't have any expertise in in theater or movies or anything like that. So is is there help in Canada like grants and whatnot for this type of show that you're doing or movie? I don't know. <laughs> we have we never really looked into it. We're not in Actra or anything where you got a, a film co-op or anything like that. It's all independent. That probably is the way to go. If Netflix noticed you, just keep doing what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we prefer... I, I don't know why. I've got a bad attitude about stuff like that. I don't like to take government money, and I don't like to... Uh, like even things like the film co-op and stuff. I mean, our show is pretty filthy. I don't want to, uh, you know, anybody telling me that we need to change anything. That's true, because there's... Uh, to get something, you have to sometimes give up a little bit too much. Yeah, to people who had nothing to do with, you know, like, we, we figured this stuff out on our own. We like what it is. We don't feel like, you know, we don't need that advice. <laughs> if we want to clean it up, we can. But I think that the, that just having to be beholden to anybody else or, or look up to people. Like, you know, I find that a lot of, like, the I've been in bands and stuff a lot before, too, and it becomes very clicky, and nobody knows who anybody is outside of the click. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's the problem that New Brunswick has. We so busy patting ourselves on the back that you don't uh, you don't go get out and get anything really exposed to outside of New Brunswick or even just outside of the art community that you're involved in. You brought up an excellent point because that's one of the things that that I have been talking to to music artists about um, is that's that same concept is like how do you become. Um, more uh rounded i guess that you get listeners that or watchers <laughs> that uh you wouldn't normally get we kind of get pigeonholed just because of that funding issue and whatnot i know what you're saying and it's hard to explain without mentioning names <laughs> so. i think a big part of the problem with the media in, in canada is the cbc i think it's terrible i think that they they push up crap and they don't there's no meritocracy to it whatsoever no there isn't <laughs> And and you're compete and it's the biggest competitor to any kind of anybody who wants to start any kind of real media company in Canada. What do they get? They got to compete with the CBC, who's taking taxpayer money to make terrible shows. That's right. And look at mine, how good it is, and it's all for free. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you want you want you want things to come in over budget. Get the government to do it. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? You're right. You don't need it. And sometimes entertainment's over overblown. And it just becomes um, soulless, if I could say that. And people just can't get a grip. Like, one of the things that attracted to me to your show was it was that, that rawness of it. 
And it was like, hey, I'm just kind of watching the lives of people I know. <laughs> the biggest thing is finding actors that don't feel like, like people who, I mean, none of us are really like, you know, there's a few exceptions. None of us are really great actors, technically, right? But I, don't, I think for the most part, it doesn't feel like we're really on camera. Like, I think everybody is able to play their character without it feeling hefty or like, you know, like it's being, like it's really scripted. And we do a lot, a lot of it's off the cuff. Absolutely. So now, are you going to continue with the uh, this the series itself? Say that again. Are Are you guys planning to continue with the series itself, even though you're doing a movie? Uh, well, we're doing the movie to tie everything up from the series, and I, I think me and I, Adam and I are going to do like a rebooted version of it. Yeah, we're going to start over from scratch, maybe with some some differences and. Try to make it like right now with hard times. It's a bit of a slog to get through some of the earlier stuff. So, and it sets up a lot of the story elements for the later stuff. So it's kind of hard to just jump in in the middle. And uh, we're going to try to to straighten that out as best we can. So, Matt, you do most of the writing, or do you have other people writing now with you? Uh, well, <clears throat> I wrote the entire first and second season. Adam helped me a little bit with the. Uh, the last episode with the writing, I, I'm pretty sure, but we're writing them together. And I... That's cool. Now, Adam, I know where Matt's from. Um, where are you from? Are you originally from St. John, or did you come from an, uh, another place in New Brunswick? No, I'm from here, St. John Eastside, born and raised. Wow. So you're. this is all close. Where do you guys film when you do your filming? Anywhere. Anywhere, Anywhere at all? Else. We do a lot of it in the mall. Right where you work. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many different locations in there. We got like our security office is actually a security office in the mall. Um, we used the whole floor that was uninhabited at the time we used for our insane asylum. Uh, there's some basement stuff that we're going to use as like a science lab for the movie. So there's all kinds of locations in there, any stores that we need. And most of the people that work there seem to like Matt and let us shoot there on the weekend in their stores. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, yeah. like, if um, what are you, uh, what do you, what would you say that you need for promotions to get it out there to get more done? What, how can people help you guys? I would say uh, like the Facebook page, Hard Times in the Maritimes, and share it. Subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. That's the biggest one. Yeah, subscribe to is uh, <laughs> on the YouTube channel. Um. And when we put the uh, Indiegogo out, share it, share it, donate, donate. So um, when you do put the Indiegogo out, um, do you know um, what you're kind of aiming for, for amount? What you'd like to see come through? Well, I'll let Adam answer that question. Okay. Honestly, any amount, like anything would help. We're making the movie either way. So, um, if, you know, it would just make things easier. It would probably just mean more food on set and stuff. So... Even just like a thousand bucks would be huge. If we made, you know, three or four thousand, then that would be, that would probably help the movie to look a lot better. 
So you said you started today, right? That you you started filming on the movie. Yeah. So, um, what's your um, long term here? How long is it uh, till you figure the movie's going to be filmed and then edited and ready to go? It'll be done by the end of the year for sure. Probably uh, we're looking, we're hoping for November. We want to have it uh, like a screening at the at the museum uptown. And we don't want to do it in the dead of winter if we can avoid it. So, yeah, kind of hard to get people out because they're scared of sliding down those hills. <laughs> yeah, the goal would be to have it done before the snow flies next year. That's the that's the goal. Now, if yeah, nice if we could uh, like do some screenings not only in St. John but like uh, Fredericton and Moncton, you know, all around Brunswick, if that was possible, find the theaters that would want to put it out, right? Yeah, that should be that should be possible. You would think. Do we have any theaters in Fredericton? No, I'm just kidding. Well, we're we're doing the we're releasing it in the theater inside of the New Brunswick Museum, right? Okay. So, I think there's 200 seats in there. We're going to charge admission. Um, I don't know anything about Fredericton. I don't. Well, Cineplex won't release something like this, but. Yeah, I've tried to go through played it in a movie theater before and it's quite difficult because they want to actually like approve the movie like have it I, th I think they said it had to have a rating I'm not sure even if you're just doing another private thing I think they said it had to be rated so like if that's going to be hard for us anyways because like you say it's it's pretty it's not PC for sure we'd, we'd be a hard R rating if we got rated no question yeah for sure so when you guys were growing up, and I, I want to hear from each of you guys on this, did you? What was your childhood dream that you thought your life would look like by the age that you're at now, and what really does it look like? Mine, mine was music. I was heavy into music until probably twelve years ago when I started, maybe ten or eleven years ago. I just kind of switched to doing doing this stuff. I don't know why. I, so the friends in my band were funny, so I said, hey, why don't we, instead of making music, let's try writing a script and filming it. And we did it for a couple of years, and it went okay. It looks terrible, but it was good practice. And that's, that's I've been, I was doing music since I was like 13, but I just kind of got bored of it. Okay. And Matt, how about you? I always wanted to be a writer. I haven't written any novels yet, though. I'm just a Ramacop. <laughs> but I am writing scripts, though. There you go. It's coming. It's coming. Um, for I'll have a private conversation with you guys both later on because I've got some ideas rolling around in my head on on how I might be able to to help you a little bit. Um, but yeah. we appreciate it, and we have a, that's what, that is a definite blind spot for us. Like that's probably why we don't have a whole lot of subscribers and stuff we work our asses off from getting it ready and then put it online and just turn our backs and it's not really on purpose but a we don't know how to promote it and b we don't we want to get back to, to working on filming more stuff exactly and it does uh, that's one of the things that um you know what what uh, hb canada hgb canada does is we're a promoter we don't take money for those promotions i do it whenever i can and um it's just me here at the station and um but, you know, I, I totally get that because I'm a musician myself and I have a hard time getting the time to do the promotions, which is really important so that you can do your craft. And it, and it is difficult. So I will talk to you guys about that at a later time. 
But um, I wanted to also ask, um, when when you go into the writing mat, like what's what inspires you? Is I know you said that it's just some folks that you've met, but there must be other things that inspire you to like uh, write it that particular way. And do you do much editing after you've done your your writes? Well, the first thing you got to know about me is I am uh, a smart ass. So <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I can come up with um, a sarcastic comment uh, and a comeback like really quickly. And I'm uh, I make a, a lot of observation when I'm at work and everywhere I go. So I kind of jot everything down on a notepad and write around it. You know what I mean? I incorporate it into all the scripts, all the comebacks and snarky remarks and insults. There's been more than once that we've written a whole scene and then afterwards I find out that that exact same thing happened that day. Like, <laughs> that's been a couple times in match. Yeah, but that's exactly, like, I'll, I'll argue with something like, oh, maybe this should be like this. Be like, no, this happened to me today and this is what happened. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I've I got to bring this up with you guys because, like I said, I'm I'm living in Ontario for the time being, and uh, uh, I know that when I started the job that I'm at now, I noticed something that, and I didn't know it, it was about myself. There is a real quick wit, and um, just everything's almost like sarcastically funny all the time. Do you think that is something that is kind of ingrained in a New Brunswicker? Uh, yeah, I would have, well, yeah, it certainly seems that way. Everybody's got a, got an answer for something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got it from my father. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing away here because I really do love the show and, and the sarcasm and the, and the quick wit. It's, I don't know. Why do you, why do you guys think New Brunswickers are like that? I know the older generation was quite like that as well, so it's not a bit of wonder that we're, you know, inherited that good quality. Well, I think everybody has their own culture everywhere you go, and we're all kind of in love with our own culture and want to show it to everybody. I don't know. I think there's something special about New Brunswick myself, but you can think of that anywhere, really. Well, it is different. It is different. Um, For example, the manatee, and you guys know who I mean by that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're hilarious. And um, I was talking to, um, oh, my goodness, her name just eluded me. Um, it'll come later. But the lady that uh, does some of the writing there. And uh, I wanted her to put a show. Hey, you guys. Ah, now we're talking. I wanted a little few clips from the manatee uh, for the radio station. And she said, uh, I don't think anybody else is going to get our humor. And I said, you'd be surprised. There, a lot of people really get a kick out of New Brunswick humor. They get it, but they just don't know how to do it themselves. Um, we used to do a radio show where we, uh, my character was an idiot, and I would pretend <laughs> I would, we would have like news segments, and my segments always came straight from the manatee, and I would pretend that they were real. <laughs> like, why don't you guys do that again? <laughs> <laughs> that was a few years ago now. Hey, you got a spot on HGB. I'll make room for you. <laughs> we did do it. There's a me and, me and James did a radio show called Hoveland Radio for, there's a podcast of it online, you can find it, there's like 10 episodes up, we did it probably for a year. Oh, that is so cool. 
We'll, we'll have to figure out something so that uh, people get to know who you guys are and uh, what you're doing and what your needs are and how more people can be exposed and listen and watch what you're, what you're doing. Now, do you, have, um, do you have a website for this or are you just using the Facebook right now and the YouTube? YouTube is the main the main thing. It'd probably be a good idea to get like hardtimes.ca or something and just have it point to the YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. The Facebook, though, that's everything hard times. I update it quite often. There's lots of pictures on there and clips and stuff like that. Okay, so the Facebook group, or the Facebook group, the Facebook page is hard times. Hard times and the Maritimes on Facebook. Okay, perfect. Now, are you on Twitter as well? I am on Twitter. I don't update that as much, though. But I am hard, uh, hard times in the Maritimes on Twitter. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, now, the YouTube channel, I just want to confirm the name of it here. Sure. Yeah, it is just hard times. It's a little trickier to find on YouTube because it's called just such a simple name. But if you look up hard times St. John, that finds that'll find it every time. Perfect, yeah. St. John, wow. Hard time, hard time, St. John, and you'll find it. That's how I usually find it. So, do you think you guys could get me work as a security guard with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm the supervisor there. Really? I'm head Renica. Because <laughs> I, I keep trying to go home and live, and I, I get crushed every time, and I have to come back to Ontario, and then I sit out here bitter, bitter as can be, and cry because I want to be home with everybody. And every time I go home, I freaking lose my credit rating. So. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. But I'm. I'm, I'm, I imagine you guys make a lot of money doing what you're doing, right? Good lord, no. <laughs> Do you even get full time hours at least? My net worth is thirty cents. <laughs> my bank account says. <laughs> What's that work out into American? Oh, negative 30 cents. <laughs> Minus 25. <laughs> so what's your families think of what you guys are doing? Um, I don't know. My parents have lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't pay, they don't pay attention to you anymore? My dad did sound for us in a scene the last year. Probably think we're retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that word? Oh, oh, on here, I guess anything goes. Really, it's it's HGB Canada. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, if you're not okay with that, don't watch the show because it's like every other word is retarded. <laughs> So the, basically, if you want to get offended, sit down and watch it so you can get your knickers in a knot. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely something I think people uh, find it aren't offensive but some people like that kind of thing you just can't find it anywhere that's true that's true it's all underground anything that you want and i think basically wasn't that the, how the trailer park started out it was kind of like an underground thing wasn't it i thought it was real when i first started watching it <laughs> i thought it was like uh, cops but from the criminal perspective <laughs> i was like oh my god you these guys swearing just beep 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 beep, beep, beep. i remember that it was funny too because you you really didn't know is it real or is it not and we just you know gullible enough to believe it was <laughs> yeah i think that's what got them got them attention really probably people trying to figure out what the heck they were watching yeah 
I don't like. I like the earlier seasons, but I'm not really a big fan of the new stuff that they get because they're not raw anymore. You know, like what we're doing. No, they're not. And I haven't. Well, they kind of. They kind of went with uh, like swearnet dot net or something like that. Yeah, swearnet.com. Yeah, and I, of course, I can't, you know, I'm from the Maritimes. I can't afford too many subscriptions, so I don't get to see a heck of a lot unless they release it to YouTube or something like that. The new seasons are all on Netflix. Like, the last four or five that they've done have been on Netflix. See, I don't even have Netflix. Isn't that sad? <laughs> I don't either, but I see most of them. I'll have to, bud I'll have to go to a buddy's house and just watch. So did you watch? Did you watch all ten episodes, like the full episode? I think I got pretty much all of them in. I might have missed one or two. Yeah. But I pretty much got them all in because I was following along quite well. And then I was yes, I did because then I was all disappointed because it ended because I wanted to watch the, more. The tuna man is an interesting character. <laughs> yes, tell the listeners a little bit about this guy. Well, uh, the tuna man is a loan shark. Now he's in. He's a Saint Johner who will lend you some money, but you got to pay him back with uh, really weird favors. Like Dennis had to sleep with his wife, and he has a fish with him all the time that he's petting, or he's always insulting people, trying to kill them, puts bombs in their nutsacks, <laughs> all, all kinds of things. I think bombs in nutsacks. That's a big part of his operation. He yeah. has a whole machine dedicated to it. And he likes other men. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or at least one other man. <laughs> or no, wait, no, I guess there's been two. <laughs> so how many, like, um, what, what you would call typical, um, no, what, what's the word when it happens all the time? Characters that are always appear. I can't think Recurring. of Recurring. Recurring. All right, yeah, recurring. Thank you. How many do you have on the on the on the uh, show? That's a good question. It's like everybody's a recurring character. It's like a, it's like The Simpsons. <laughs> um, you know, you have a couple main characters, but then like the anybody that guest stars is gonna, you're going to see again. You just don't know when. Yeah, neither do we. Yeah, that's one thing about the show is a lot of a lot of times by the like. Matt will write something, and then somebody will become unavailable, or we can't shoot it this day because, for whatever reason. And then when we can shoot it again, something will have changed, so it has to go in and change the script. And there's there's sometimes, by the time it gets to the actual video, it's quite a bit different from when it was originally written. So like, we really try to just capitalize on what is available at the time. So that's good. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to ask this earlier and I kind of got distracted. When you write uh, the script for this and then you go into filament, does sometimes it just end up going ad lib with, but staying within the uh, intent of the storyline that you had? Yeah, if we're doing a day that is a lot of pages of, of script to shoot, there's lots of times where it's like we'll get near the end and realize... Uh, we don't have time to keep doing it, like, you know, keep shooting everybody their own shots for page by page. We're probably going to have to figure out something to get from point A to point B that we can film in a few minutes because we're going to have to go soon. And we, we've done stuff like that. I mean, it's not very often, but it, it happens. And we also have lots of times where, like, we'll, Matt will do most of the script on his own and then bring it to, uh, every, 
it for an hour before we start shooting, the other guys who are, who are acting in it, and for the most part, they're comedians, they actually will go through and, like, not rewrite, but, like, rephrase or add jokes into their lines. And, like, the writing is actually almost a... It's not quite improv, but it's close, and it's more of a, of a community effort. Wow, that's really, really cool. Now, um, I just had a brain fart there just for a second, because I'm thinking ahead so far. And with... When you say, like, it... Sometimes that you guys, that you, you won't have time and then you'll just have to figure it out. Um, how hard is it to, or was it hard at all to get people convinced, like, hey, like, let's do this. Like, let's do no, this it, kind of thing. No, not, not comedians. They want the attention. They will take the camera time no matter what you got them doing. <laughs> and they never say no to anything. They will do anything. Yeah, it's like a competition. Who can do the crazy? Who you know? Who can say yes to the craziest stuff? So we've had Mark fall down full flights of stairs. He's like forty-five years old, Holy and he cow. wants to do it. Yeah, we had him today. He was had a clothespin on his nose all day, and I'm like, "Do you want me to like put tape around it and fake it like it's not really?" He's like, "No." He's probably still in, He's like in pain all morning with like a clothespin on his nose. Didn't care. <laughs> So, like, do you guys get people come and watch and you film? Well, we have sometimes get a little bit of a crowd, but there were like you know four, three or four people, nothing major. When we filmed the uh, when we filmed the uh, the pecker check before Christmas, we had uh, a lot of people in the mall walking by, like, "What the hell are they doing? These idiots here!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was dressed as a Christmas tree. Mark was dressed as an elf. That's what I wanted to ask you guys. What is, what is your favorite scenes or episodes? Either one will work. The very last scene of the last episode with the tuna man getting out of the asylum is my. I think that's the best thing I've ever shot. Uh, personally, I go all the way back to even before we were a show, and there was a scene that I filmed on my cell phone with uh, Lenny shoveling snow, and he. Uh, you see this? He walked out. He's like, "I know I parked the car here somewhere because it was that day we got 80 centimeters of snow." And then he's like, "Ah, f it! I'll just wait till spring." <laughs> that was the funniest thing. I I literally pissed my pants when I watched it as it was happening. Well, here's a, you know what, Matt, you must have seen this video on Facebook. There's a young guy from I think it's Chipman. <laughs> And he put uh, four-wheeler tires on his scooter, and he run that thing through snowstorms all winter going to Tim Hortons and Menno. Did you see it? No, I didn't see that. I seen the guy on the four-wheeler that was overweight. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Shane Spencer. Yeah, that's a buddy of mine. <laughs> yeah, I know him, I think. Yeah, he lifted in the crick. I don't... You should share that video in my Facebook Messenger, the one you're talking about. I'll watch it after. Okay, I will. I'll share anything funny like that. I'll send you guys his way. Sounds good. Well, I'm telling you, this has been a great interview, and I want to keep in touch with you guys and check in once in a while, even on radio, and see how you guys are doing. Um, this is a podcast, and it goes out to 10 platforms, and now we're in a position where we can get people to uh, support the podcast so we can keep rolling. And um, you're welcome to share it and uh, let people know. Um, what you're doing 
So that will be up probably within the next hour or so. It doesn't take me long to throw it up. Throw it up. Now that sounded great, didn't it? <laughs> Just going to throw up the hard times here. So um, is there any last things that you want to mention to anybody? Anything coming up? Any, you know, even stand-up comedy shows? Anything that's going on that you want to mention? Uh I just can't stress enough to people like if you if you watch the show share it and put it in the comment on Facebook if you've seen it and it's good if you like it you know Two of the comedians in our show both uh, John Forward and Mark Splood uh have uh, shows in the Fundy Fringe Festival coming up uh I can't remember when that is I think it's in the summer but it's all over the place Fundy Fringe Festival is a huge festival and they both have shows like one every day for a week uh, separate hour-long comedy shows. So if you want to get a taste of either of the comedians from our sh- two of the main ones in our show, that's a good opportunity there. Perfect. Great. Well, you know, this was an absolute pleasure. I had fun, and I want to do it again. So um, I'm going to leave the listeners with that. We're going to play a song by um, Ryan Bingham called Hard Times Too. So that's nice. not as funny as the April Wine one. <laughs> But April Wine there, Miles, he's from he's from the Maritimes, he gets it. Yeah. How can I how can I find this radio station? Oh, well you can go on Facebook to HGB Canada and we have a Facebook page there and also a Facebook group. We've got about uh, around two just a little over two thousand uh, people members of that I should say. Tell you there was a bit more until Facebook decided to remove half of them. Yeah, really nice of them. So there's listening links on there so that you can actually get into the station. We're heard through TuneIn um, all over the place. So uh, we a lot of listeners in Europe. Uh, we got a lot in the United States. Big shout out to all our listeners tonight. So um, And then our platforms, when it's recorded, it's put over onto like a podcast type thing. And then that's available for the interview interview portions of HGB Canada, so people can listen at any time they like, or stick it on their web page, or put it on their Facebook. Awesome. And eventually, we're going to be having our YouTube uh, channel as well, so you'll be able to listen to everything on YouTube. <coughs> it's cool. when Carla gets the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I I found your Facebook page, so now I'll probably click on the. Uh, radio station after you hang up right on you're gonna hear some country and then maybe tomorrow night some rock i, I just kind of mix it up a little bit i love my country good good do you like the new country or the old country i like george jones oh my god I, me too my grandparents yeah so i like all that old stuff stop and tom i like him holy frig me too i even do one of his in my sets i do gumbo cloggeroo we got permission to use uh, some of his songs, didn't we? Yeah, two songs, but we didn't use them. But are we going to? We could for the movie. Better get uh, it in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Brunswick and Mary, I think, was one or something. Oh, yeah, that was a I Get Home Sick and Blue for New Brunswick yeah. and you. Yeah. <laughs> and the St. John Blues. I like that one. I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's on YouTube. Yeah. I never heard of it either. It's like something that's like a little acoustic song that he did on YouTube. Well, I'm going to have to look that up now because I thought I knew pretty much every Stomp and Tom song. 
Oh, you're missing out if you didn't hear that one. Oh, boy. It was boy. like he recorded it in on a YouTube video. It's an acoustic version, and you see the actual video of him there talking and smoking cigarettes. And oh, my God. he Wasn't he awesome, though? <laughs> he was great. He could drink, too. <laughs> he sure could. I got to see him before he the year he passed away. I got to spend Canada Day at a Stomp and Tom concert here in Ontario. That was one of my bucket lists. I said, I got two birds with one. Well, no, wait. How does Ricky stay, say it? He says, I got... Uh, two birds stoned at once. Yes. <laughs> so I got Canada Day and Stomp and Tom all at once. Well, guys, thank you so very much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to do it again. And um, take care. Good luck with the movie. And if I'm around, I'm going to show up down there in St. John this spring and see what you're doing. We'll give you a cameo. Hey, that'd be cool. Do a little HGB shot. Yeah, we will. Awesome. Hey, it's been a pleasure. I want to talk to you again, and you guys have a great night, okay? You Thank you. Thanks. Bye now. And that was Matt Copeland and Adam Landry. Landry, see, I can't talk now. I was having too much fun. Um, from New Brunswick, St. John, New Brunswick. So check it out. Let them know that uh, if you like that kind of comedy, and it's not for everybody, of course, but if you like that type of comedy that's pretty raw and true to form, you know, that most people pretend it doesn't exist, but people are just like that. So take a check that out on YouTube. You can go to Facebook. They give you all the information. And we're going to take it out right now with a song from Ryan Bingham. And it is called Hard Times. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Please, please support the podcast. Um, we support indie artists. I don't make any money off of the indie artists. I don't believe in that. I think it's very important that uh, we're a community to support each other. Uh, but there are costs and it sure helps me a whole lot so that I don't have to pull everything out of my pocket. Um, but uh, to spread the wealth around. So you can find that on Anchor FM and under Carla's-Coffee-House. Thanks so much. We'll see you again Tuesday night. We're going to have a live performer here on the show. Luke Hendrickson is going to play us some country music. All of his originals. Thanks and good night.